I don't know, but I just sense so strong that God is here with us. I already feel his power and his presence. I just want you to close your eyes and just begin to meditate on his goodness. Begin to meditate on his kindness. Begin to meditate on his power, you know, because tonight strange happenings are going to take place. There are going to be strange happenings. When the presence of the Lord comes, strange happenings takes place. Thank you, Father of God, for tonight. No flesh shall glory in your presence, but the glory will be yours. Thank you, sweet Spirit of God, for your power, for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. Your anointing that makes things different. Your anointing that overpowers the hand of the wicked. Your anointing, O oh God, that heals the sick. Your anointing, O oh God, that lifts up burdens. Tonight I pray that let burdens be lifted in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, O oh God, I pray that every affliction of the righteous present here will be broken and will be lifted in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Father, I ask that use this lips of clay. Use this weak body. Anoint me, O God, tonight for your people. And I pray that like Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. That will be the story. Amen. Father, I pray, O God, that may the heart of your people be receptive. I pray for the grounds that your spirit will hover over the heart of your people, Lord. And I ask that as your seed is planted, it shall bear much fruit in the name of Jesus. Thank you that you're already healing the sick. Thank you that, Lord, you are lifting up bearings. Thank you that, Lord, the depressed are receiving their healing. I thank you, Father, O oh God, that 
signs, unusual signs, unusual wonders, unusual miracles are taking place right now. I pray that let your power and your glory, O oh God, fall upon us right now. Kebo Sapan Talibako Rabada Lekado Sevrede Kaduka Rabada Zavakabe Labrada Kade Zevrede Kede Rabado Zavakabada Lebrabakaba Lekado Zevrede Rabado Zavakaba Lebrando Zava Lekada Lebrede Kadaba Thank you Holy Spirit Thank you Holy Spirit You make all the difference Your presence makes all the difference Your presence is what we need more than ever before Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody lift your hands now. Oh, yes. Gently. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mama, 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 mama. Le baba, 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 baba. I just saw a cord being broken in the name of Jesus. A cord that had entangled the neck of a lady. I just saw the cord broken right now. It had entangled your neck to strangulate you and terminate your life. But today, you are being set free and set loose. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Rabados, Zevrede, Kabada, Lebrada, Zeveka, Zopa, Kapare, Kende, Zavrada, Kada, Shabranda, Kalebako, Zevan, Talebako, Rabababa, Zevakarababa, Ebrando, Zakabalababa, Rabada, Zevrede, Kapada, Kada. Oh, young lady, you are receiving your healing right now. You hear voices, the voices telling you that terminate your life. But tonight, I command that power to lose its hold over your life. I set you free in the mighty name of Jesus. Be set loose in the name of Jesus. I set you free from every captivity in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Father of God. The power of occultism is being broken over your life right now. You were introduced to something when you were young. But I see the power of God coming upon you right now. And the power of God setting you free in the name of Jesus. Somebody is moving out of this meeting free in the mighty name of Jesus. If the Son of God shall set you free, you shall truly be free indeed. Receive your freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Receive your freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Receive your freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Receive your freedom right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord is setting you free now in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. This young man, you have deafness in one of the ears. The power of God is coming over you right now. That ear is popping open. Receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Here in your presence, 
again I want to thank my sister for inviting me to blessing is that all you can do <laughs> hallelujah I want to first and foremost acknowledge my archbishop my personal archbishop hallelujah thank you so much I do not take it for granted at all I mean being here for the two nights for me, I mean it's a great honor and for that we are grateful. We are grateful. I am personally grateful. Thank you so much sir. Amen. And like Episcopal sister said, at every junction on, of each other's life, 
we have been there. Hallelujah. You know, you need to have a very good friend that you can be naked to. You see, when I talk about nakedness, please, take your time. Hallelujah. You know, in the presence of such a person, you, are, you can open up. You can share some weaknesses of your life and some challenges of your life. If you don't have such a person in your life, from today, choose somebody who can speak into your life and say, this one you didn't do well. And I don't think I support it. You need people like that in your life. If you always keep hearing good things about yourself, it's just a matter of time. The Bible says that woe unto you when all men speak well of you. Woe unto you. And such is the person God has blessed myself and my wife with. Episcopal Sister Joy Bruce. Hallelujah. Our relationship is well over 20 years. Some of you, you fight with the friends you make. Every year you change your friends. Every year you change your friends. You only want to see the good side until the bad side starts coming out. And the good side will always come when the relationship is fresh. But when the relationship continues over a period, you begin to see some other sides. But good relationship a relationship where you know both the good and the bad but you have chosen that this is what I want and I'm going to stay with it for a long time hallelujah some of you guys you have been changing your beloveds like changing hot towels hallelujah the change of beloveds is a rehearsal for the real thing. When the person keeps changing beloveds, don't marry that person. He's a dangerous person. Or she's a dangerous person. I shouldn't say it. And I really, really, really thank God. Okay, I won't go further. I really, really want to thank God so much for this beautiful church. Yeah. I remember this beautiful church in a 10 by 30 classroom. And I think it was like this. That part. You know, but with what I see, I can say that God has dealt well with his church. Oh, there are better things ahead. I said there are better things ahead. I said there are better things ahead. Hallelujah. And I, I want to say that I came with some wonderful people today. Some pastors are also here. Reverend Obodai is in the house. Pastor Nana Kwate is also in the house. Hallelujah. These are wonderful people. I mean, 
Anytime I'm preaching anywhere, they want to be around. It's nice to fellowship. How many realize that it's good to fellowship? Wow, it's good to fellowship. And then I also introduce all the wonderful people. Well, tonight, I'm still teaching from this beautiful book. The anointing and the presence. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 4, verse number 18 Jesus said the spirit of the Lord is upon me the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me so the spirit of the Lord upon you is what we call the anointing the anointing is not the presence of God the anointing is the power of God upon a person. Amen? Amen. Now, the Holy Spirit dwells with us. Hallelujah. He is in us and he is upon us. Now, the Spirit of God upon you is the anointing. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, because he has anointed me. That's what Jesus said. He said that the anointing of God is upon me. The power of God is upon me. Now, when you are anointed, there are certain strange manifestations of it. Hallelujah. The first thing is that you see that the person is a preacher of the gospel to the poor. The anointing upon you is for service. Hallelujah. And so you begin to be a wild preacher to the poor. And then the strange manifestation is that you begin to heal the brokenhearted. One of the manifestations is that the broken heart of people will be solved. Yesterday I told you that a cardiothoracic surgeon can put your physical heart that is broken together. But the heart that the functioning of it he cannot. It's spiritual. Yeah. So there are many people who are suffering from brokenheartedness. It is not the case for a cardiothoracic surgeon. The cardiothoracic surgeon is limited as far as a broken heart person is concerned. So you take the person, he will do all the examinations, he will do the echogram, he will do the ECG, he will do all the things that may not find anything. That is why the Bible says the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two edges of piercing even to the dividing asunder, the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow and is the designer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the word of God which is also an anointed seed has a way to permeate far beyond where the natural knife can go. 
So that is how come there are certain conditions of a person's life that may not be able to be solved by medical science. Is somebody understanding me? Medical science will be limited as far as a condition like broken-heartedness is concerned. Now, if they move you from the office of the cardiothoracic surgeon to the psychiatrist because you have a broken heart, maybe he will try as much as possible to give you counsel. He would advise you. And then, some way, somehow, the best he will give to you is to give you some medications to calm you down. Some medications to sleep. You see, that is why the anointing of the Lord is very important. And that is why the presence of the Lord is very important because the anointing and the presence of the Lord addresses things that you cannot naturally address. Am I helping somebody in the house? Yeah. So Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Once the anointing comes upon you, oh Jesus, the power of God has come upon you. The power, the anointing is the force of God in a person's life. And let me tell you something. There are certain forces you cannot handle. Yeah, Jesus said it. Jesus said it. He was having a discourse with Nicodemus. And he said, the wind blew it where it listed. You cannot know where it's coming from. You cannot know where it's going. And then he said, such is a man that is born of the spirit. So a man that is born of the spirit, you may see him as a cool person. He's sitting down, he's not talking. But I am telling you that when you begin to see the manifestation of God upon the person's life, you cannot deduce it with your natural eyes. That is why you, sitting there, you are a force to reckon with. You are a force. Say, I'm a force to reckon with. There are issues that the power of God in your life can address so easily. Jesus acknowledged the power of God upon his life. Jesus acknowledged the anointing of God upon his life. So he began to announce it. He announced it. I pray that God will help you to acknowledge his power and his anointing upon your life. So nobody will say it. Nobody will talk about it. But you will recognize it yourself and you will talk about it. And that's what Jesus did. And he said, to preach deliverance to the captives. There are many that are in captivity. And listen to me. A person in prison is not a person who has been locked in within the four walls. A person in prison is somebody who has been bound even in his mind. Yeah. And that is why what the word of God seeks to do sometimes is to renew your mind. 
Because once your mind is renewed, your perception about yourself changes. And when your perception about who God has made you changes, you'll be free. You'll be free. Oh, yes. You'll be free. You'll be free. Hallelujah. Yeah. He said to bring deliverance. Deliverance. There are many people who need deliverance. Some people are resorting to alcohol to deliver them from their pain. Peradventure, that whiskey or black label will help him overcome his problems. But he wakes up from his drunkenness and realizes that the situation has become even more and it has become worse. So people use other means to want to address things. But Jesus said, when the spirit of the Lord came upon me, the power of God came upon me. And when the power of God came upon me, there was nothing like captivity anymore. Any situation that had to do with captivity, God gave me the wherewithal to address it. And that is why if you are been held captive in this meeting because of the oil and the power and the anointing upon my life you are not walking out of this auditorium the same if you believe it shout amen to that and recovery of sight to the blind both the spiritual and the physical blindness that's why blind Bartimaeus was physically blind but when he came into contact with Jesus the anointing that was upon Jesus brought him back his sight and then also there is the spiritual blindness oh yeah you know the people of this world you see they are blind they are blind. Their conscience has been seared. Their mind's eye has been seared. They cannot see. And Satan has intentionally done so because when they are exposed to the glorious gospel, they will be delivered. That is how Paul puts it. Blindness. Blindness. When the power and the anointing of God is upon a person, he brings recovery of sight. Yes, recovery of sight. Hallelujah. Amen. You begin to realize that, ah, what is happening to me? Ah, 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 ah. Suddenly, your eyes begin to see certain wrong things. Some of us, we are in the church. But the things we do, unbelievers will not even gather the confidence to do. And it is because you are in the church, but you are still blind. But tonight, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That every spirit of blindness, you receive recovery of sight in the name of Jesus. And he says, set at liberty them that have bruised. Oh, some are bruised. Some of us growing up, the abuses we have had from our ankles. You are a very young girl at a tender age. 
your uncle raped you. Your father was traveling. Your mother was traveling. And he said, let me hand this child of mine over to my, my brother and let him take care of her. And, she, and, and, and he was abusing you. And that has brought a certain type of trauma. Hallelujah. You have done everything possible. And you see, you are quiet over it because you don't want to expose him. And that thing is eating you up. Hallelujah. But tonight, the power and the presence of God is here to heal and to deliver in the name of Jesus. To heal and to deliver. Hallelujah. You know, so when you hear the word anointing, that is what it means. The anointing is the power of God upon a person. Hallelujah. The power of God. But I'm telling you, the presence makes a big difference. The presence makes a big difference. Some of us, we are so much interested in the gifts that God has given to us. But you can operate in the gifts and never experience the presence of God. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> the, the gift is like, oh, God has just given you something. Something to, as it were, help, augment, help. But the presence of God, you see, anytime God comes to town, eh, the same way that the president comes and he comes with a, his entourage, God comes with the entourage. Because he's the Lord God of hosts. The Lord God of hosts means that the Lord of the angels army. In other words, what it is is that he comes with millions of angels. And so when he comes to town and the angels begin to see things that must be addressed, they just address it. They just address it. And that is why I know that there are a lot of angels here. To address certain problems in this place. Hallelujah. Jesus said, how God anointed. Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost so upon and with power who went about doing good you see when the anointing of god is upon you you are bound to be a blessing to people that is why when you take somebody like our father bishop daikiwan mills because of the anointing that is upon his life he has done so much good to look at you, students full of energy. When I see you people dancing, I say if you had channeled this energy into something else, all the ladies here will be pregnant. But the, the energies that are here has been channeled to serving the Lord, worshiping the Lord, praising the Lord, dancing before the Lord, shouting before the Lord, glorifying the name of the Lord. That is what it is. When an anointed man affects a person, that is what happens. Listen, it is not natural for a, a, a young, energetic lady with energium 
to sit and hear the word of God. It's not normal. But that is what the power of God can do. That is what the anointing of the Lord can do. Hallelujah. In the natural world, it is not normal that a young boy will go about preaching Christ. A young boy will go about saying that I've gathered some people we call the Basenta to teach the word of God. In the natural world, what happens is that young boys go to the pub, they drink their head off, they smoke their head off, but when you come into contact with the anointing of the Lord, something happens. Your life is transformed. Your life is transformed. Your life is transformed. Your life is transformed. Your life is changed. Your life is changed. Your life is changed. I mean, I was telling sister that the energy that is here can power the whole Kumasi with electricity. There is so much energy. It can only be the anointing that makes young people excited, serving the Lord, clapping and shouting and celebrating Jesus. Oh yes. Oh yes. It is an anointing. It is an anointing. And that anointing that has been robbed of you is also going to betray itself among your friends. Oh yes. Oh yes. You know, when I hear people sharing their story, I always say that I didn't have the privilege to chase around when I was a student. Because I gave my life to Christ when I was nine years. But one day I was telling somebody, I also wish that I would have said that I used to smoke, I used to drink. But you see, this is my story. My story is that at age nine years, I came into contact with an anointing. And the anointing has transformed my life, has guided my life, has led my life, has delivered me from all the things that could have kept me in bondage, that could have kept me in captivity. That is what the anointing can do. That is why if you are seated here, you shouldn't downplay the anointing. It must be your desire to be anointed. It must be your desire. Don't just follow the motions. Don't just shout and be happy. But your shouting must be an anointed shouting. Yeah. Hallelujah. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. You see, the Bible was defining who Jesus is. It didn't even talk about Jesus from heaven. It said Jesus of Nazareth. He was a boy born in Nazareth. But when the power of God came upon him, something happened. Oh, I don't know where you were born. I don't know the circumstances surrounding your bed. Because I know that Jesus was born in a manger. His background was checkered. There was nothing to be desired of him. But when the oil of the Lord came upon him, he was turned into another man. May you be turned into another man. May you be turned into another man. May you be turned into another man. Turned into another man. 
He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. And with power. Oh. You need the anointing, my brother. Suddenly, the anointing has come. The manifestation of it was that he started healing people. That is why I'm saying that when the anointing of God comes upon your life, eh, your life will become strange. In Mark chapter 6, the, the people were very surprised because they knew Jesus as a carpenter. You know, you, you, you possibly have lived with somebody and the person vanished from the area and then he came back and then he was wearing a bib and a black coat. He says that he's a lawyer. Ah, but you, we are here with you. We know you. You were here with us. You even didn't pass your SHS WASI exam. He has just come back. He says he's a lawyer. Wouldn't you be surprised? That's what happened to Jesus. I am sure that some of the people had witnessed people going for their coffins because Jesus had made their coffins for them. The 29 years of his life, he was making coffins, he was making tables, he was making chairs, he was repairing, he was he was actually doing doing boarding for buildings until one day the power of God came upon him. The power of God came upon the anointing of the Lord came upon him. And then the people began to wonder. They said, What wisdom is this? No, no, no. What wisdom is this? That such mighty works. They were shocked. So to the people, his, his doings were strange. Anytime the anointing of the Lord comes upon a person, strange things happen. I pray that your life will produce strange things in your world. Your life will produce strange things. There will be strange miracles. There will be unusual signs and wonders. There will be unusual power at work. Unusual power. Unusual power. Unusual power. Unusual power. Here is a young man. Who was confronted? His name is Peter. By a small girl. He's one of them. Me. He had been engulfed with a spirit of timidity. He had been overwhelmed and overpowered by fear. Jesus dies. He rises and he gives them the great commission. And they go and wait. And then the power of God comes upon them. This same timid Peter stands with the eleven and begins to declare the word of the Lord. Let me tell you something. Somebody is about to be emboldened because of the anointing. Somebody is about to be empowered because of the anointing. The things that you used to fear to do, the power of God will embolden and will enable you to do it. Oh, growing up, I was a very timid boy. Because, you know, I've been said I don't know how to do anything. 
when visitors come and I have to serve them, they will shout on me and then as I'm holding the, the glass, it will fall blind. I told you, you don't know anything. I was full of fear until one day I encountered the anointing. One day I was in a meeting, ministry in a meeting and my siblings were sitting and they said, is this at all? It cannot be him. When the power of God when the anointing of the Lord comes upon you like it happened to Saul you will be turned into another man everyone sitting here you must seek for the anointing you must ask the Holy Spirit every time Lord anoint me anoint me with fresh oil anoint me with fresh oil listen to me the work we are engaged in the ministry work we are engaged in is not a physical work you see it's not like working in PWD or it's, it's like working in ministry of roads and transport it is a spiritual work what will cause you to go far is the power of God upon your life what will cause you to achieve more is the power of God. You see, it is not normal for one man to build thousand church buildings. It's not, it's not a normal thing. It can only be the anointing. In case you don't believe it, Jesus gave us a clue. For my work's sake, believe me. Thousand church buildings, Bishop Daggy Ward Mills, it can only be an anointing. It can only be the only explanation is the anointing. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the anointing of God is going to come upon you strongly in this meeting. And by the time we are done with this meeting, God is going to use people mightily. People will begin to plant basentes. People will begin to plant fellowships. You said to yourself that this one I cannot do. This thing is not my thing. But you'll be emboldened and empowered. You'll be carrying 120 people to church. People will marvel. How did you do it? The only explanation will be the anointing. I said the only explanation. I said the only explanation be the anointing. So the spirit of God upon you is the power of God and it's the anointing of the Lord. The spirit of God in you who oh, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It enables you to pray according to the will of God. Building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. He that believeth in me, out of his belly shall gush out rivers of living waters. But the Spirit of God with you is the presence. Is the presence. Now, now look at look at that scripture very well. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Look at it very well. Put it up. Acts 10, 38, please. How God, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all them that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with. And Jesus recognized. The presence of God. God with you 
is the presence. The presence of God. And let me tell you something. One of the key things that happen when the power and the presence of God is, is that there is only goodness. Goodness. There are things that you don't struggle because he has come to town and he has chosen to do what he wants to do. And so you will just be speaking and because he's around will be instructing his angels to be going around and solving things. So yes, you need the power of God. But you also need the presence of the Lord. The presence. The presence of the Lord. May the presence of the Lord abide with you in the name of Jesus. Jesus always recognized the presence of the Lord. So sometimes you say, hold on, my time is not yet. He said, my time is not yet up. Then he said, my time is up. At that time, the presence, he couldn't feel the presence. But when he felt the presence, he said, I'm now ready for you. He said, I'm now ready for you. He said, I'm now ready for you. Suddenly, ordinary water has become the sweetest wine ever. Listen to me. When the presence of God comes upon you, ordinary things will tend to sweet things. Jesus always acknowledged. He said, hitherto my father work, and I also work. Here. Hitherto my father worketh, and I do what I see my father do. Once he comes around and I see him doing something, I just flow along with what he's doing. The presence of the Lord brings you direction. The presence of the Lord leads you into his perfect plan and into his perfect will. The presence of the Lord brings strange happenings in your life. Oh yes. Oh, there's this man of God. I'm told that she always carried the presence of the Lord that when she even goes to a factory all the machines in the factory sees you see because it's power power at work all power is power but there's a power that is about power are you getting what I'm trying so when the powers encounter this power they have to surrender and pay obeisance to the presence of the Lord tonight the presence of God is here something unique will happen to your life and for some of you, you are going to experience the presence of God from time to time. Yeah. That marriage is not working. So, so fight. Seek the presence of the Lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Countless times I've had visitors come to my house. And they come to sleep. One of the prophets, Bishop Hajj. He slept over and said, Bishop Hatu, is that what you have been enjoying in your house? I said, well, I know God is here. I'm so sure about his presence over here, but I'm here to see. People have been telling me, but at least God should have just come around to just say something. He said, I was there when Jesus just opened and then entered, he entered the guest room and he said, I've just come to bless you. Yeah. Yeah. 
another lady came in the morning we were having a discussion and then he said bishop there is something serious in your house anytime in town this will come and sleep he said you know what i saw i was asleep and then somebody was pouring oil on me Somebody's pouring oil. Somebody's pouring oil. Hallelujah. Listen to me. You may not encounter as others have encountered, but one of the manifestations of the presence of God will be strange happenings. Insurmountable problems will be solved with ease. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, some of you, sometimes you don't even know how to figure out the situation and to solve the problem. But when the presence and the power of God is with you, listen to me, you will see that you, the wisdom you need to know what to do, you will just have it. The seven spirits of God will begin to be operational in your life fully. You would even have foreknowledge of things that you have never thought about. God will give you foreknowledge of it. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. Strange happenings. Strange happenings. By the grace of God, I have worked with the Lord for some few years. But I've come to see that there are certain things that I have solutions to that I've not learned it. I didn't learn it in school. I didn't learn it in school. I don't think I remember anybody sitting me down and teaching me. But the Bible says the unction that is in you. First John chapter 2 verse 27. The unction that is in you shall teach you all things. Listen, if you are a student here, pray for the anointing. And pray for his presence all the time. The unction will begin to function in your life. Put your hands together for the Lord. How many love the anointing? How many want the anointing? Oh, yeah. Bishop Dyke, what Mills. One day, I was in Collegono Church. You know, and we were all at that time under Bishop Intefo myself, Bishop Ernest, and some other bishops. He was just walking. <laughs> he has an eye to see. <laughs> he was just walking. When he reached, he said, hey. And I said, why? Have I done something? He said, after service, remind me, I'll tell you. He said, the anointings, some are saloon. Saloon. Saloon cars. Some are four by four. What I saw on you is an articulated trailer. It's a trailer. But I am saying that the anointing that is upon Bishop Dad is a, 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 a ship fold. Ship. The things that are happening all across the nations of the world, no one human being can do such a thing. It is an anointing. If you can admire that anointing, if you can crave for it, you can have it. I see somebody receiving a fresh oil. 
fresh oil. Not anointing to pray in tongues, oh, but anointing to do exploits. Daniel 11.32 says, They that know their God, they shall wax strong and they shall do exploits. May the Lord give you the grace to do exploits. Be seated. Today, I'm going to speak about strange happenings in the presence of the Lord. Say after me, strange happenings. When God comes to town, strange things happen. Strange things happen. Even in these meetings, some people are going to receive the Holy Ghost baptism. As I'm preaching, you'll be receiving the Holy Ghost baptism. You don't pray in tongues. You have had doubts, but suddenly the Spirit of God will break that fear and you begin to speak in tongues. That's what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Strange happenings. Say after me, strange happenings. Now, turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 1 to 7 and then from verse 11 to 12. And the Philistines took the ark of God. The ark of God aforetime represented the presence of the Lord. And brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon. Everybody say Dagon. And set it by Dagon. Everybody say Dagon. Now, Dagon was a god that they worshipped. The Philistines worshipped this Dagon because he was a fish god. The god of fish. So Dagon was half man, half fish. And Dagon was the father of Baal. How many of you know Baal? Aha, the Baal, the prophets of Baal and Baal. Dagon was the father. So you can see how powerful Dagon was as far as the people of Philistine was concerned. Now when the people took the presence of the Lord, they didn't choose any other place to come and place the presence of God than by a God. It's lack of respect. Hallelujah. They brought it unto the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when they of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was falling upon his face. Dagon, listen, Baal was a major god, but Dagon was the father of Baal, so you can imagine. Huh? Dagon had fallen upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. It means he had fallen, he had bowed, he was paying obeisance, he was offering respect. And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. And when they arose early on the morrow morning, 
Behold, Dagon was falling upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord again. And the head of Dagon, you see, the first time they should have just decided that, look, let's remove Dagon. They didn't remove Dagon from there. So, by the second time, the Lord's presence had taken the head of Dagon off. The head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. That's what the presence of the Lord can do. Only the stamp of Dagon was left to him. Therefore, neither the priest of Dagon nor any other come into Dagon's house. Tread on the threshold of Dagon in Astrod unto this day. But the hand of the Lord was heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and smote them with emeroids, even Ashdod and the coast thereof. And when the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, the ark of the God of Israel shall not abide with us, for his hand is sore upon us and upon Dagon our God. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of God of Israel and let it go again to his own place that it slay us not and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there and the men that died not were written were smitten with the emeralds and the cry of the city went up to heaven. The presence, the presence, the presence, the presence, the presence of the Lord causes mockers of God to bow. Listen to me. As a child of God, the presence of God upon your life will cause those who mock God and mock you to bow. That is why never ever join people who rise against a man of God upon whom the presence of the Lord is. Because when you do it, you are going to experience what Dagon experienced. They were mockers of God. They were making fun of God. They were trying to say that God, Dagon is your co-equal. We want to limit both of you in this room to have some chats. But by the time the guys came to town, they could not make out Dagon anymore because his head was off, his hands were off, his leg was off, and it was left with a stump. Any mocker of God, the Lord is bringing that person to his knees in the name of Jesus. Dagon was disfigured. The fear of the Lord came upon the people and they said, Hey! Let's call all the lords of the house. Please, we beg you. The Lord God of Israel, his hands is sore against us. They should take him away. The first strange things, the first strange happening that takes place in the presence of the Lord, when the presence of the Lord is in a place, is that any person who rises up against God 
who make mockery of God, who make mockery of the word of God. Some of you, you come to church as the pastor is preaching, you are making mockery of him. You are thinking about ah, bullet, shot, bah, bah. Be careful. Because when the power and the presence of God is in a place, all mockers will be brought to their knees. I say all mockers will be brought to their knees. And I see all mockers that have risen against you being brought to their knees in the name of Jesus. Oh yeah. Time and time again, I've come into contact with people who have mocked God, who have mocked the work of God, who have mocked the church of God, and their end is nothing to write home about. Dagon was brought to his knees at the presence of the Lord. That is why when the presence of the Lord is in a place, the demons can't stand. The demons can't stand it. The reason why they cannot stand is because the presence of the Lord. You see, one day the Bible says that Jesus just entered the church and decided to talk. He's not asked anybody any question. He has not spoken to anybody. He's just preaching. Then somebody shouts from the congregation, Jesus, Son of God, have you come to destroy us? It's not yet our time. When the presence of God is in a place, demons cannot stand it. Demons cannot stand it. They cannot cope with it. That is why you must always seek after his presence. You must always stay in his presence. You must always spend time in the presence of the Lord. So when you come out and you are doing your daily chores, the, the presence have robbed of you. You see, sometimes when you give somebody a hug and he has a very good perfume, the thing can just rub off you. And so yes, you didn't buy the perfume, but you are still enjoying the perfume. Some people are saying you are smelling good, but they don't know that you just hugged. And that's the simple hug. You have become a beneficiary of the perfume. Something like that is going to happen to you as you stay in the presence of the Lord. It will be smelling all around you. To be smelling all around you. And even sometimes you see that if people, there are people who, who knows, you know, the scent very well of a person. So when you come to town, they will say that, oh, Reverend Obodai has come because he, they identify Reverend Obodai with the perfume. But you see, they are singing Reverend Obodai in you. And there's, the reason is because you are wearing the perfume that he wears. So you see that the people now begin to see the power of God upon your life. They will say that God is around. God is around because something has been robbed of you. When you stay in the presence of the Lord. It's just like magnetism. Stay, the needle should stay around the magnet for some time. And you will see that the magnet will begin to lift other metals. The, the, the needle will begin to lift other metals. Something has happened. The presence of the Lord has influenced the person's life. I see the presence of the Lord influencing your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May every mocker of God, may every mocker of the children of God be brought to his knees in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
So the first thing that happens when God shows up in a place is that mockers are brought to their knees. Are you excited about that? Oh yeah. I just see some people, they are writing. Recently, not too long ago, our father who has raised you, you talk by heart. You are not even afraid. And such people, we can know their end because the Bible tells us so. Say amen. amen. The second thing that happens when the presence of the Lord happens, the second strange happenings, is that judgment to all mockers. There will be judgment to all mockers when the presence of the Lord is in a place. Turn your Bibles to Second Samuel chapter 6. I'm taking my time. Hey, judgment is not a simple thing. No. The Lord will judge such mockers. But you know one interesting thing? Whilst others are facing judgment, others are being brought to their knees. Some others are also enjoying goodness. So the presence of the Lord will affect those who mock against God to bring them to their knees. And those who respect the presence of the Lord, they will enjoy some goodness. 2 Samuel chapter 6 verse 1. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, the presence of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. That's colloquial, biblical English. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord. You see, these people are happy that the presence and the power of God is around. On all manner of instruments made of fair wood, even on harps and on satyrs and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark. He did what? He died. And the anger. Yes, move on. And, and David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perizuza to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? Huh? 
David, who knows the Lord and loves the Lord and has served the Lord, was even afraid. So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David. You see, so he was going to move into the city of David. He changed his mind. He said, hey, the presence of the Lord, if it can be killing people, when I send his presence to the city of David, all the people will die. But no. But no. All the people will not die. Those who respect and cherish, those who love and acknowledge his presence, they benefit greatly from his presence. These were mockers. These were people who didn't respect the presence of the Lord. They felt that God needed help. How can you help God? Some of you, you feel that God needs help. He's given you the privilege to serve him. He give you the privilege to do something in the house. And then you say, oh, I think God needs help. Let me just go and do follow-up so that God will have some two or three souls. You don't know that it's a privilege. It's a privilege to elevate you and to make you somebody great. And that was what Uzzah was doing. And the, and the anger of the Lord came upon him. So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David. But David carried it aside into the house of Obedidom, the Gittite. How many can see clearly here that David had bad intentions? If something is going to kill you in the city of David, why do you send it to the city of Obedidom? I mean Obedidom's house. Why? In other words, I suspect that he said, well, if they die, it's okay. It's, not, it's okay. True or not true? So he sent it to the house of Obedidom, but you see, this was a man who cherished the presence of the Lord. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obedidom, the Gittite, three months. Three months. Nobody had died. No sickness. No problem in the home. Rather, good news. And the Lord blessed Obedidom. The same Ark of the Covenant. The same presence of the Lord. It entered into an arena. And people were falling at their feet. The same presence enters into another home. And a blessing is released. I see the blessing of the Lord be released over your life. I declare that you will not experience judgment. But instead, you will experience the blessings of the Lord. The power of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. The mighty hand of the Lord. The same ark of the covenant. The same presence of the Lord. How come that God's presence comes to a place and the people go to hide themselves in the bush? But the presence of the Lord also comes into a place and there is a blessing. You must cherish the presence of the Lord. Turn to somebody and tell you, you must cherish the presence of the Lord. Tell you, you must desire the presence of the Lord. You must long for the presence of the Lord. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 70 says, The Lord our God in the midst of us is mighty. When he shows up, you do mighty things. Mighty things. Hey, he blessed Obedidom. Now look at 17. The Lord thy God in the midst. Oh, move, 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 move on. Obedidom, Obedidom story. Just move on, move on, move on, move on. 
Move on. Look at it. And they laid the ark of the Lord upon the cart. Oh, Sion. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obedidom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obedidom and all his household. Then you know what happened? Somebody went to tell David. (laughs) David, what you were expecting didn't happen. What you were expecting. Listen, some people are expecting that you will die. But by the time they come, you will be enjoying the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. They went to tell David that no, 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 no. Your perception about God's presence is the wrong perception. You must have the right attitude. If you have the right attitude and you have the right heart, you will experience the power and the blessing of the Lord. And the Bible says somebody told them, he said, no, look, Obedidom, he has become a billionaire. His sons and daughters have become millionaires. Millionaires. His household, even his, his maid servant is blessed. Everybody that lives in his house are so blessed. Then David said, Huh? Say, Huh? Immediately, he organized for them to carry the Ark of the Covenant. You will begin to seek after the face of the Lord. When you see the blessing of the Lord happening, you will love to stay more in his presence. What David was expecting to happen to Obedidom didn't happen to him. But instead, the household of Obedidom was blessed. I said the household of Obedidom was one. As the presence of the Lord comes upon your life, may you be blessed. May your household be blessed. May anyone that associates with you be blessed. I see the blessing of the Lord coming upon your life. I see the power of God coming upon your life. I see the glory of the Lord coming upon your life. You are walking from victory to victory. You are walking from glory to glory. One sign after the other. One wonder after the other. In the name of Jesus. Wow. Is it not a strange happening that the act of the covenant that is killing people is the same act of the covenant that is blessing people? It must be strange. We know the Lord's presence as that which kills. How come that his presence is blessing? I pray for you in the name of Jesus that his presence is going to release unusual blessings uncommon favor somebody is experiencing an uncommon favor there is a favor that is coming upon you you will be handpicked you will be handpicked 
I said you will be happy. Among your colleagues, you will be happy. In the name of Jesus. You will be handpicked. They will tell you, bring your CV. When you bring your CV, the boss of the panel, the chairman of the panel will just say, you don't qualify, but I'm giving you the job. A job that is higher than what you asked for. Because when the presence of the Lord comes upon you, the blessings of the Lord comes upon you, uncommon favor comes upon you. The people were expecting that Obedidom and his household will die. But instead, the power and the presence of the Lord coming upon them release the blessing. May the presence release a blessing into your life. Wow! You know, church, one of the mysteries about the church that the world does not know is that the world out of their ignorance has promoted the kingdom without knowing. And I'm going to tell you what it is. You see, in the world, one of the things you use in terminating the progress of somebody is to expose the person to a certain type of persecution. And the person gives up and then he resigns. But you know something? That is the reverse. In the kingdom, what makes the kingdom thrive is persecution. So the worldly people use the worldly principle of wanting to terminate the church, but they don't know that in the kingdom, rather that is what moves the church to a certain level. So you thought you were persecuting the church, but you are enhancing the proliferation of the church of God. Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! That is why when the presence of the Lord was found among these gods, they saw killings. But when the presence of the Lord was found among the righteous, it released a blessing. It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret God has given to us that for us, the righteous, His presence brings fullness of joy. His right hand brings pleasures evermore. But to the mockers of God, judgment. I say judgment. <laughs> I say judgment. God is going to judge your enemies. There's a lady, somebody said you, he said, don't come and do basenta over there again. Trying to spoil the church of God. There is a judgment that is coming upon the person. I said, there's a judgment that is coming upon that person. And by the time the person will realize, you will see the glory of God manifest in your basenta. One day I was in London. You'll be there in the name of Jesus. Then I met a lady we started the Tema Church with. So apparently she had just visited the UK church after some many years. Then he asked, hey, so the church which used to be in General Hospital, where is it? 
Then I said, that's the church in community eight. He said, oh, no. You don't know what I'm talking about. The Tema General Hospital, 15 people. I said, yeah, that's the church in community eight with many branches in Ashaman and other things. He said, what? I said, that's how the church is. Joke with the church. Play with the church. And some few years down the line, you'll be overwhelmed at what the Lord has done. Oh, I remember this beautiful church. When I used to come here, it was a very small church. But look at what we are seeing today. So anytime you see God bringing increase in his church, you should see that he's bringing increase in your life. Because when his presence is in a place, he can only release nothing but a blessing. Put your hands together for the Lord. So number three, when the presence of the Lord comes to a lover of God, it releases the prosperity of God. Oh yeah, it releases the prosperity of God. It releases the prosperity of God. Listen to me. Some of you, you are students. But you are going to start and embark on businesses on campus. You'll be so prosperous. People will begin to ask you, are you a student or are you a businessman? Because it will flourish. What you put your hands to do will flourish. And then your academic work to you will flourish. Because when the presence of God comes upon a lover of God, he releases prosperity. L- listen to this. Listen to this. Prosperity came to Obedidom's household because the ark of God was there. The presence of God enveloped the household of Obedidom. Instead of death, there was prosperity. The presence of God can go far right or far left. Say far right right. or far left. If you are a lover of God, it will go far right. If you are a mocker of God, it will go far left. But it's the same thing. His presence. Money will be given to you just because of the presence of God. Many people work very hard, but never really prosper. Why is this? The ground has been cursed to yield tongues and thistles. Man's life is cursed to yield a little bread with much sweat. Satan is overseeing these cases and ensuring that poverty and financial difficulty are the order of the day. The presence of God is the power of God that overshadows your household and suspends the curse. So when you are a lover of God, the presence of the Lord suspends the curses. Through the presence of God, the curse is suspended and prosperity and abundance are released. Few people in this world have much to show for all their hard work. Most of us just have sweat to show for our years of living on earth. We have eaten bread, we have had something to drink, and we have sweated a lot. This is man without the presence of the Lord. When Obedidom experienced the presence of God, the curse was broken and his story was changed. 
this is what will happen to you when the presence of God is made manifest in your life. I said, this is what will happen to you. I said, this is what will happen to you. You will not just sweat, but you will receive abundance. You will enjoy the abundance of the Lord when the presence of the Lord comes to you. Oh. You need the presence. That's what you need. You need the presence. When the presence of God comes into a place, he aids people to flourish. And he fights the battles for his people. Because he commandeers angels to contend on your behalf. Seek after the presence. Turn to somebody and tell him, seek after the presence. Oh yeah. Listen, you must enjoy the presence of the Lord every morning before you set out for your daily work because when his presence is with you you will find favor with your bosses you find favor with anyone you come into contact with you find favor even with a soul you want to win for Christ you find favor you find favor the fourth thing that happens is that calmness will come into your life calmness calmness you will experience some level of calmness in your life hallelujah is somebody being blessed is somebody longing after his presence turn your bibles to first Samuel chapter 7 And the men of Kejas Jerim came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark abode in Kejas Jerim that the time was long for it was 20 years and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Wow. Listen to this. The presence of God in the house of Abinadab was uneventful. This is the mystery of his presence. In his presence, there may be no physical action or reaction. It is this mysterious silence from God's presence that deceives human beings into thinking that there is no God. So you see that some people prefer that they will go to the spiritual police. Because then immediately you do, God will just shake himself. The, 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 the God will shake himself. When Jesus died on the cross, there seemed to be no response from heaven. God allowed men to do whatever they wanted to do. As the wickedness of men was revealed, God was silent and watched on as human beings played out of the very worst of themselves. By the time Jesus died on the cross, the worst characteristics of humankind had been played out. There was no more denying that man was evil. There were no more excuses as to the wretchedness of human beings. If anyone had asked the Pharisees whether they would crucify a prophet, they would have said, not at all. 
But when a great prophet did come, all they did was to crucify him. Why was there no reaction from heaven? It was for the same reason that the stay of the ark of God in the house of Abinadab was uneventful. So you see, it is so strange. Strange things happen. What it means is that you cannot predict. You see, the very day that you are able to predict God, he ceases to be God. Strange happenings happen. I see strange happenings happening in your life. Reverend Dr. Harry, it's a joy to see you. My destiny, my destiny, when the Lord speaks to you tonight in a vision and a dream is here. Nobody should take it away. Come and pick it and do it off the sight of people. Emmanuel, oh, Emmanuel, our God with us, our God with us, redeemed us all, redeemed us from hell and sin. You are the champion of not only is the Lord releasing prosperity not only is he releasing judgment on mockers not only is he causing mockers to fall on their faces not only is he being calm but I also believe that he's saving the souls of some people yes which is very important 
and as I bring this meeting and my preaching to a close I cannot hand over the mic without giving you the opportunity to receive the master and the captain of our soul Jesus you want to say pastor pray for me I want Jesus to come into my life to be the Lord of my life somebody invited you you came all by yourself I want to give you that great opportunity I just want you to lift your hand and I'm going to pray for you right now today is your day of salvation so this is the first category the second category is you have been in church but you've not been serious you present one side of your life but the other side of your life is hidden today Jesus wants me to tell you that repent you want to say Bishop pray for me you can also lift your hand I'm going to pray for you right now wherever you are lift it lift it above your head lift it above your head now if you've lifted it can you just come forward Ushers, can you kindly take this lady? Walk to me right now. Quickly, 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 quickly. You want to be straight. You want to be, you want to, you want to be very, very honest with the Lord. And rededicate your life to Jesus. Just walk to me right now. Your life. If Jesus should appear right now, you are not too sure. I'm giving you the opportunity. Come running to the mercy seat. Come running, come running, come running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. You know, listen to me. You have such a beautiful young face today, but I want you to know that time is very short. The Bible says that what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What shall it profit a man if he is to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? That is what Jesus stood for. His blood was shed on the cross to redeem you from sin. And if there is anything you can offer this very evening to the Lord, it is your life and your soul. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord and pray and make this prayer your own prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you this, for this evening. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Lost and condemned to sin. This precious evening, I receive you into my heart as my Lord and my personal Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God. You died on the cross, washed my sins away. 
I open my heart to you. I open my heart. Come and live in my heart. Come and live in my heart. And be the Lord of my life. Be the Lord of my life. From this moment forward, I will serve you and I will follow you. Say thank you, Jesus, for showing me great mercy and giving me life everlasting. I'm forever grateful. I'm forever thankful. Amen.